0: Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben.
1: And I'm Hector.
0: And how are you doing, Hector?
1: I am surprisingly awake because we are recording this a lot earlier in the day than we usually do. And uh, to your comment earlier, yes, I am awake today and yeah. not my usual... Oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, man. it's. I, I'm starting to think maybe we should always do them at this time. Uh, right? Let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool, though. Um, yeah, we're here at noon, bright and early, doing a uh, bright and early for musicians. Isn't it? I was just going to say, at, at, the, <laughs>
1: at the ass crack of noon. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, what did we do this weekend? Uh, I actually can't remember what we did this weekend. Um,
1: did we play gigs? We uh, did. We played O'Shea's on Friday. Yeah. Which was... Oh, that's uh, right. Which was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was, that was like, actually really fun.
0: No, what well, no, Friday uh yeah, you're it was, Yeah. O'Shea's and Patty Max. Yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. yeah we did O'Shea's
1: Friday and Patty it. Max on Saturday. They were both fun gigs.
0: Yeah, actually. They and Both were. really fun gigs, yeah. Totally. We played a ton of originals at both of them because we're getting ready for our tour. We are getting ready for our tour. Yeah, it's, um, it's coming up. We're just going up the southeast coast doing a Well, not really the coast. The southeast, anyway.
1: The southeast, yeah, because we're going – I guess we're going as far as Knoxville. Yeah. And then working our way back down again. So, yeah, yeah, so we've got shows in Athens and Birmingham, Marietta, Atlanta – uh i don't even know knoxville Well, knoxville Knox. we're doing a radio show yeah um it, Asheville.
0: that's it and then um on the way back um we're playing at the flies tie Tie in jacksonville yeah yeah so atlantic be, beach technically you know so. right right <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun because um you know the the south there it we have a banjo in the band so you know it's it like a no brainer really. man we did this last summer
1: and it was like we were so well received everywhere. Everybody, yeah, yeah it's just you know, it's like sense. you said, we have a banjo.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deliverance, absolutely, <laughs>
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Well, we have uh, Ryan Vieira from Lot Forty Nine with us today. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Glad to be in Florida, first time ever. So, nice. yes, yeah, doing good. I have to say, I feel like we've met before, but of course we haven't. We just did that one interview on. Did a little, right. little short, uh, little. Well, you guys called it something, I forgot. Passing through.
1: Yeah, passing, passing through. through. That's yeah. right, yeah. So Yeah, because for those of you that don't know, uh, Ryan's band, Lot 49, is actually from California, but they are uh, uh, doing a double bill um, tour with Joey Caldero. They already did their California leg, I yep. believe. Yeah, they already did their California leg, and so now they're doing a Florida leg, so that's why we have Ryan on here. I know. It's, yeah. I know it breaks the norm a little bit of us not having a, a local musician, but... They're local to us this week, so yeah, yeah totally. exactly.
0: And um, you know the fact that you've worked so much with Joey mm-hmm. and Sierra, you're you're very tied into you know this area, you're right? family yeah. now, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> it feels like it. And uh, yeah, it's, I,
2: I love working with a lot of different artists. So to have uh, two artists that are you know local to this area that I've done songs with is. Really awesome so now that we're out here it's like i'm meeting people that i've talked with online for you yeah. know years and now we're meeting like i literally just met sierra lane this morning after like we've worked together on a song and you know talked on instagram and stuff so um and you know met joey for the first time last week in california so uh cool to be here now and getting to meet everybody irl yeah nice. great nice. i
0: um you know i want to shout out to those guys they're both both been on the podcast a couple of times and um big supporters of it and always been really good to 561 music yep. and you know i've worked with sierra a bit musically and stuff like that and back in the day i was i even taught her music <laughs> i'm that old <laughs> i love that. I love dating that. yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah both, so,
1: both really good musicians and both just really good humans so yeah
0: yeah absolutely so um yeah why don't we get into our usual questions the first one being how did you find yourself getting into music and um At an early age, like, were your parents supportive? Have you been doing it since you were a child? Did you take lessons, stuff like that? Yeah,
2: so I got into music um, probably because my dad, I don't, like, have a distinct memory of, like, this is why I got into music, but he was a musician in the 80s. He had, you know, he was a, a... keyboard player he played in like a mostly just a cover band a local cover band in, in the bay area in california and uh kind of quit doing that after a while and then when i was born there was not really a lot of talk of music but i knew that he was in a band when he was younger yeah um, and i think there was just that like interest there already yeah um, and then i i think just like we would listen to music. I was a big fan of, you know, like, 90s alternative rock and stuff. Big fan of, like, No Doubt and, you know, all those bands from the 90s. So I think yeah. I just, like, was like, I want to be like those guys. I uh, And I asked for a drum set on, like, my eighth birthday or something like that. Nice, or it might have okay. been Christmas or something like that. And my parents were, you know... Thankfully, they let me have a drum set uh, to bang on. And that's kind of where the love was born was like I had an instrument and I would just like try to learn as many songs as possible. But didn't really ever take lessons. I just kind of tried to like experiment with drumming. It's a little bit easier because you could kind of just bang on stuff. Sure. When I tried to learn guitar, it was like. That was where the struggle really was. And then, you know, you stick with it and, you know, eventually you learn it. But drumming was easy. I could just bang on stuff and uh, was good to go there. So,
1: yeah. As a uh, as a uh, musician parent, I can appreciate the, uh, uh, you know, when your kid comes to you and goes, uh, Dad, can you buy me a drum set? Hell
3: yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No,
2: I mean, a lot of parents would be like, no. And, yeah. you know, I was lucky that they allowed that and uh,
1: that's
3: awesome
2: yeah I didn't have to do the uh, drum pads all the time like they would tell me sometimes put the pad on the snare Uh, but every once in a while they'd let me go loose and you know
0: and this is probably before everyone had electronic drum kits yeah
2: but interestingly enough I did end up getting an electronic drum set at one point um, and it was definitely helpful on on their ears Um, then after a while I was like I missed the feel of like real drums so I switched back but uh, yeah I had the electric rolling kit for a while it was fun
0: yeah I I have one of those and it is fun isn't it but it's nothing like playing a real it's drum different.
2: it's different yeah. really, it really is like you can get cool sounds if you if you I think if you were like in a like a hip hop band and you wanted to do like more like hip hop beats it could be a cool alternative yeah. Uh, yeah. but for like live music like a live band setting there's nothing like real drums yeah know? because
0: it, you know I think the big part of that and it's something that I think about a lot lately um my friends talk about it and I've read stuff online about it it's really the 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 things in music that are uncontrollable or slight mistakes stuff like that that's what makes music interesting and as soon as you kind of dial it back to like this is the perfect snare this is the perfect hat right all of a sudden you're missing all of the extraneous stuff which which creates the interest in the sound and and i think that's in a way what's going on with especially the earlier electronic electronic drum kits because the sounds are so precise yeah. and stuff I think these days that they're getting a lot better you know yeah the, I,
2: have, I haven't gone to Guitar Center and tried an electro, electronic drum set in a while but I remember just from when I had one uh, there was like only a few different levels of like loudness or like the dynamics were just not there so yeah. like you had your quiet snare and then you had maybe your middle snare and then your normal snare and a loud yeah. snare but that was like kind of it and like there was no of that gradient you know yeah. whereas a real <laughs> snare like you could you, you, there's so much gradient it's yeah. endless so yeah, yeah it's an instrument
0: um, in and of itself yeah
2: exactly so um yeah nothing like real drums but uh definitely for someone who's like you know trying to get into drums and their parents maybe don't want to let them bang away on a real drum set i think it's a, a great option the, oh absolutely the, yeah. the newer
1: electronic drums though they have the the pads are like velo- velocity pads they're stuff. much I mean, better they're, yeah they're
2: okay. much better yeah yeah, yeah. I, like i said I'm, i haven't played with one in a while i'm sure i'd be blown away by it but um i yeah. have a
0: friend ryan um who is an excellent drummer and he he uses an electronic drum kit with Superior Drummer Three, which oh, is, yeah. and and that like, he gets really good sounds out of that. Nice. He does a great job. Like you could, I don't think you would have to try really hard to tell it wasn't a real drum kit because it, Cause it yeah. comes with like the room, like a stem for the room and a stem oh, for like wow. you know all this stuff. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, I feel like when I was first getting into making like producing my own music i mean i maybe it was my lack of knowledge of what different plugins there were but i just seem to remember doing drums was the hardest thing to make sound accurate still is and yeah (laughs) but i mean i'll see videos on tiktok or instagram and it's like a a metal song and it's like it it sounds like such a big authentic kit and then you like they show the timeline and it's like just like all midi controlled and yeah, i'm like yeah. that's crazy yeah. i mean but it it probably takes a lot of time to either program that or if you have the electronic kit you could just probably drum it but um yeah people program that stuff too and it's you know yeah. that's a art in and of itself
0: you yeah. know i think even though it in the long run it probably doesn't really matter that much and you could get the same sound in other ways i really try and use original drums Mm-hmm. as as much as I can mm-hmm. you know like I'll layer in a kick or I'll, yeah. I'll layer in like a snare or something but just just for the that factor of it that again that like uncontrollable this is how it is so make it sound the best you can factor right. of it right. yeah I like that side of it
2: yeah I it's funny that you mentioned that because like that's one of the reasons why like The music the lot 49 sound is the way that it is because I didn't have access to record real drums So I was left with like, okay, I could try to program Real sounding drums, but that was hard especially as you're learning I was like learning even just how to like make a song in Ableton or something and so it was it was a lot easier to make a song that had more like of the hip-hop R&B drum kit sound and then play some reggae over it because i was always a, a big reggae fan but you know if i would have had access to like a music studio where i could set up and mic my own kit the sound might be different but yeah. the sound was kind of born out of like a lack of having drums and just like that's all fine. right i'm gonna do a hip-hop beat because that's what kind of sounds good as soon as you okay. click the button you don't need to tweak the velocity too much it's all just kind of like the same velocity just same kind of sound so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Man. i feel that and and when i was younger i did a lot of music like that with the kind of hip hop beats and reggae and I really feel it. And I that kind of groove that you have is definitely something that I've been interested in since my you know, since I was like twenty years old. Yeah. I've been making stuff like that for a long time and I I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, do, I, love, I love I love
2: genre it. blending. Um, you know, so many great bands and artists do that and, and have made careers off of like blending two or three or four different genres together so um yeah when I started I was like I want to do something a little bit different than just like traditional reggae like how can I kind of try to stand out um so yeah it was kind of born out of like a lack of of you know equipment and then just like Hey, like let's try something that's like, you know, a little bit more unique than just like, yeah. you know, if you're Inter- like a rock and roll band and you're just gonna do rock and roll, like that's that's dope and it's been done before and that and it's a tried and true formula. But uh sometimes it's cool to break out of that mold a little bit and try no, something absolutely. a little different.
0: Yeah. And interestingly enough it's another side of the coin of the thing that we were just talking about, which is that limitations are created. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just sort of the opposite version of that, of the right. exact same thing. Yeah, you know? totally. It's like um, if you have every option in the world you're just a kid in a candy store can't decide what to do but as soon as some limitations are put on you you're like well it's gonna the, at least one side of it is gonna be this and oh then yeah you can move yeah. forward from there you yeah
2: know? you can't make every decision so it's kind of nice when decisions are made for you yeah. So, <laughs> yeah um yeah i get i get i call it decision paralysis i don't know if that's a real a real thing or not but i'm yeah. like if there's too many things to decide between i'm like i freeze so it's nice to kind of be led led in a certain direction, you know. I, no, call, I call that marriage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. could funny. be a 1980s comic.
0: I'm you, I'm you. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> yeah, all right. So, um getting back to the um musical sort of upbringing stuff, um how did you learn how to play guitar? Did you did you get lessons? No, I mean I'm I'm
2: fully self-taught. You know, I I took some drum lessons after I had already been drumming and was like, so I started out as a drummer, um played in my first couple bands as a drummer and that's all I knew how to do. Um and I took drum lessons for probably like a month and I I had already kind of I think I had progressed past the point where when I was doing drum lessons and they were trying to teach me like the bare bones basics, it was so boring to me because yeah. I was like I could make it I could do a beat already I'm not like robotic like I know how to play on the drums I just kind of wanted to elevate it but I uh, just I probably could have found a different teacher that maybe would have been able to pick up where I was and then you know take yeah. me from there but I was young and I was just like dad this is boring I don't want to do this anymore and he was probably like well there's less money that we're you know needing to spend like just go ahead and bang away on the kit so um, did that for like probably like I don't know, probably. 10 years maybe 5 I was like I got a drum kit when I was like maybe 8, 9 right. and I maybe did it for like 5 to 7 years estimate and that's when I kind of was like I was in a band and I was getting older like I was like high school age and I, you know wanted to learn how to like play guitar serenade the girls you know sure. all that stuff and uh, so I, <laughs> well, I, I would always just pick up my guitar players guitars and like try to like pick around at it and then eventually you learn some chords and you're like oh look I could play this one song it's called uh you know what's that Oasis song uh Wonderwall Wonderwall. (laughs) you know I could play Wonderwall look at this and it's like the same like finger holding almost the whole time just like two changes so that's kind of where it started and then it's like you know once you dive into something you're like well where can I go from here where can I go from here but I was really into reggae at the time and I think what progressed my knowledge of guitar was I had to learn all the bar chords and those you know usually are like the well, some of the last chords you learn, yeah, other sure. than like sevenths and ninths and all that, but like of the main chords, like doing bar chords for a lot of people is not easy, yeah. Um, so but I had to do it because I was like, I want to learn this reggae song, yeah. and you can't do like the reggae skank on an open chord. I mean, you can, but it's a little bit diff- sure. more difficult, yeah. No, so, you're right. I think that's why I learned bar chords too, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, it, then I, from there, I it would like opened up my world to, like, kind of learning a little bit of the music theory. Like, oh, like, you know, a G goes to a G sharp and then, you know, like, you could kind of learn yeah. the neck of the guitar and then it's like, oh, whoa, like, I now understand why the music the works the way that it does. And, oh, I, I could line up the notes on my you know, the strings of my guitar to the piano, the, you know, you yeah. just kind of like start to connect the dots and you're like, whoa, this is like kind of crazy. That, <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. know, it's all connected and it makes sense why it all sounds good when yeah. played together.
0: I, I always say that those kind of musical epiphanies, are, it always feels like, oh, it's just that. Yeah. You know, like you, you kind of expect it to be this. This very complicated thing that you have to understand. Yeah. But but actually, the truth is, you're almost getting in your own way. And once you see it, almost like how simple it is. Right. You go, oh yeah. it's just that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. And everybody's
2: a little different too. Like I, I think it was Dave Grohl. He said like when he plays guitar, he doesn't really. I don't. You know, I'm I'm probably misquoting him here, but he said something along the lines of like he doesn't think of guitar in traditional fashions like notes and things like that because he started as a drummer he kind of thinks of like the strings as like symbols and and toms and like that's how he like pictures the music in his head and i just think it goes like goes to show that you can learn music in very different ways and what i picture in my head for when i'm like trying to learn a song or like trying to fit chords together might be a completely different picture than what someone else has, but the end goal, you know, might be the same. Um, So everybody, the path might be different, but the destination is kind of the same. So uh, it doesn't really matter how you, how you do it. So as long as it makes sense to you and it's going to help you do what you need
0: to do, then that's all that matters. So, yeah, I think the, the Dave Grohl thing, he was talking about Everlong, wasn't he? And if, if you listen to the, like, do-da-da, do-da-da, do-da, da, mm-hmm. do it's just like a drum pattern. Yeah yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think it's that's, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, um, the uh, w- when it comes to the sound of your band, like, mm-hmm. um, who are we some, like, influences other than reggae? Because I hear a lot of, like, that kind of 90s West Coast, like, um, R&B and hip-hop in there as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, like, when I make music and I'm like trying to other outside of like the reggae space. Like, um, I have a lot of modern influences. I have a lot of like, I feel like even though I grew up on bands, like no doubt and, you know, Everclear and, you know, uh, Oasis and all, all those yeah. bands. Like I, I love that kind of music, but I, I personally don't think that it shows through in what I'm doing, sure. but people have said that like it has like a kind of nineties R and B feel. Yeah. Um, and I, I dig that but it's funny because like i i don't this ever kind think of accident, about right? yeah it's accidental i don't ever like uh-huh. think about that when i'm writing I'm, it's always like
0: probably just soaked into you for, like probably. by osmosis yeah. from being on the and West honestly
2: Coast. probably some of the pop influences and current r&b influences that i'm trying to like kind of uh, emulate in a way right. probably take influences from sure from you know yeah, yeah. other eras and so i think it just kind of like bleeds in bleeds together in, yeah. but i mean like um, like outside of reggae, I don't know, like some of my biggest influences right now, like it uh, f- sounds funny when I say it, but like I just, I'm, I love Justin Bieber. It's, it's yeah. like I love, especially newer Justin Bieber, um, you know, I, I just think it has a cool edge to it. And like when I think of like, I want to make like a cool vibey pop sound, uh, that's kind of where my mind gravitates towards. But um, ah, man, there's, I, I'll take influences from hip hop beats, like even just like modern hip hop, songs like artists like Logic or um shoot I mean it's like it's hard to actually even say outside of the reggae genre like I just feel like I'll just take a nugget from a song even if I don't really listen to that artist as a whole I'll just be like this song sounds cool has a cool like vibe to it you know I kind of dissect it from there like what are they doing and and maybe kind of steal a little idea from like uh structure that they had or you know kind of Get well, it where I can, you know? When it
0: comes to reggae, are you listening... Would you say you predominantly listen to, like, kind of vintage, like, you know, 70s and 80s reggae, or do, would you predominantly listen to modern reggae? I am
2: I definitely listen to both, but I would give the, the stronger edge to more modern reggae. Yeah. I mean, I found out about reggae outside of, like, you know, Bob Marley and Sublime and stuff, but, like, really, like, American reggae... I got into that scene through hearing about Revolution. My bass player went to Santa Barbara around the same time. Those guys were, um, you know, kind of post-graduating from Santa Barbara and were kind of still, like, you know, they were getting bigger, like, locally big, but they weren't, like, the huge festival headliner yet. And uh, he told me about them, and he was like, you should check out this song, Safe and Sound. It's a dope song. And I was like, whoa, this is, like, like nothing I've ever heard before because they really do that blending of, like, traditional reggae with, like, kind of more modern pop rock elements to yeah. it. And, um, it's very smooth. And yeah, 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 exactly. So that's, Slick. Yeah, it's kind of opened up my mind to to that space, and then I went to go see them live for the first time in San Francisco, and Iration was opening for them. And this was, like, when Iration was, I think it might have been, like, one of their first, like, tours where they were going outside of, you know, they were nationally touring at that point, but they were touring with Revolution as an opener, and I was like, these guys are sick too. And so yeah. from that m- night on it was in san francisco saw them live i was like i need to go to as many reggae shows as possible and like to this day I have probably discovered 20 30 like bands that i listen to on a regular basis that i saw just because they were the opener of a of a band i had already liked yeah. so yeah. my favorite way to discover music honestly like I know Spotify and TikTok and all that stuff. There's a big music discovery tool, but sometimes just going to a live show and yeah. getting there early for the opener, yeah. you're going to get Hacks blown away. I agree with you there. 100%. He's, he discovered
1: a lot
0: of bands that way.
1: 100%. My wife and I go to, like, I mean, we, we play, Kill Billies plays out a lot, so I don't always have, you know, weekends for you or whatever, right. but, but we try to go to as many shows as we can. Yeah. And We have the the local amphitheater here, I Think Financial, I think it's called now. It's changed like 20 names already, but yeah. Um, but they have, during the summertime, the season here, uh, concert season, they have the, the Lawn passes and mm-hmm. it's like it's like two hundred bucks for the whole season and nice. you get you get to go to every show Perfect. so whether we like the artist or not whether we're That's big on it or bucks. not yeah wow. whether it's like. One song that I know from them, barely mm-hmm. from the radio, we go. Yeah, like you know, yeah. we go and for I, and, sure. and sometimes I surprise myself. Sometimes I'll get there and go, oh, I actually didn't realize I actually liked that yeah. artist. Like they have four or five songs that I knew that I didn't know were them. Yeah, um, totally. But the bigger takeaway is, is, like you're saying, like we go and there'll be some completely unknown to me artist that might be big, might be not big, but mm. unknown unknown to me artist that'll open up for for one of these bigger bands, and then I'm like. Well, damn, they're good. and yeah. we've yeah we've discovered so many bands yeah. that way. It's, I love it.
2: It's so interesting, like because I feel like in that same situation, if you were to take that same band's music and a friend were to be like, "Hey, check out this band," you may like it, <clears throat> you may dig it, but there's something about live music that For like sure. hits your soul, and you're just like, I don't know. For me personally, maybe people, other people are different. For me personally, like I like five times more likely to listen like. Keep listening to a band that i saw live versus yeah. like someone shows me a song i might like that song i might not i might maybe listen to a couple of other songs but it nothing beats live music yeah. i'm going to see because you're and
0: confronted personally. by it it's yeah. it's, it's a it, you get the whole aesthetic you see the other people that like it you see them and what they stand for and represent you know mm-hmm. i've always feel in a small venue too you know like yeah, yeah. i I quite like going to big venues, but the feeling, the energy of a small venue is just yeah, totally different. I know. I
2: mean, just yeah. when Joey and his band were staying with me in San Francisco, uh, we just walked by this music venue. I was like, oh, yeah, we played here before. And we peeked inside, and there was a live—it was like a Monday night, and there was a a, a live concert. And we're like, oh, should we check it out? It was like, cheap. We w- walked in, didn't know who was playing, didn't know anything about the band. We just walked in, and uh, the opener was just finishing their set. We caught, like, the last two or three songs, and I was like— these guys are awesome. I don't even. I'm not even like. It was like a like indie rock kind of yeah. thing, and I don't consider myself like an indie rock, a huge indie rock fan, but. Dude, I was blown away. I was like, these guys are sick. Like, I looked them up afterwards. I called oh, nice. them on Instagram. And, like, it's, yeah. it's, I, all I had to hear was two songs of this band that I had no idea was playing and yeah. just walked into the, yeah, to no, the it's, venue. It's
1: crazy. It's crazy how you, like, you know, and, and even comparing that to, like you're saying, like, listening to a song versus, you know, listening to it live, listening right. to, like, your friend. the thing You know, your friend says, hey, check out this band. You're listening to it. Man, you might get a verse into it, and then you're having a conversation with them, yep. or you're drinking your coffee, you're, yep. you know, whatever you're not really listening yeah. but when you're there like you're just absorbing yeah. It, you yeah know? it's
2: really like uh, I, I think it's like a sonic energy thing like it it's so yeah. the live music is so big and it and it takes up so much of the room like yeah. sonically you can't help but like you know you feel the bass in your chest you, you feel it. the drums and like i don't know it's like this i feel like this weird thing that happens subconsciously that makes you like fall in love with yeah. the, you know sure so, yeah, no, live music's right. awesome, and that's why I'm such a proponent of like, playing as many live shows as possible, getting in front of many, as many people as possible, because you never know who's going to be in the room. That's Could, exactly even right. Even if one person likes your music and follows you on Spotify and listens to your music, like, to me, that's a win.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know? That's exactly right. You, you understand. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. You just got to get out there. Um, an old manager of mine used to say, nothing, ha- nothing happens to you when you're sat at home. Mm-hmm. If you're on the road... No matter what happens, you're out there doing it. Some more than nothing will happen. You know, for sure.
2: I mean, even the shows that you're like, it's this is dead. There's no one. I mean, we all have those shows where like you have good expectations and like just doesn't work out. Whether you're playing in a different market that you haven't hit before, like we've had shows before where it's like it feels like there's zero people in there. There's probably you know in. Reality is probably like a handful, but like yeah, it feels yeah. like you're literally playing to the the waiter, like the the uh, bartender. Yeah. And then I'll check <laughs> yeah. my phone after the gig, and it's like, oh, whoa, someone followed us, and like, you know, they're from this area. They, I mean, I guess high likelihood they were at the the venue and saw us, sure. and you know, yeah. so that it is cool. Even in the moments where you're like, this wasn't a great show, it wasn't as great of a turnout as we wanted, you still can come out honestly. Like that's a win to
0: me. Like if I played oh, a, yeah. two people, and one of those people like. Absolute. You want
1: over fifty percent of the room, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> so you know, and,
0: and that's it, you know, if you end up essentially playing a private concert to one or two people, you know, if you do your job properly, those one or two people will love your band forever. You know exactly, I mean? exactly. So yeah.
2: yeah, I would rather I would rather do that, play a show to two people, than like try to bust my ass on you know social media twenty four seven to try to fight for through the noise. And there is so saturated on social media now. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes like it just seems like. It's more fun to play live shows. Like it, it seems to be like a better return, um, and yeah, that's why I'm like such Plus, a proponent of it.
0: Like the, the the point of life is to enjoy the journey of mm-hmm. it, and if you're a musician, you should be playing music. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's totally. really like, like the concept of success as being an end goal is a very limiting understanding of what success means right, right. you're successful if you're if you're doing what you love you mm-hmm. know what i mean so sure. so you know just getting out there and um and playing music is is what a band should be doing yeah <laughs> you know I mean? either playing
2: music or recording music yeah. is like you know the two things that are, are the most fun to do as a musician um, totally. but nowadays we gotta take on these other jobs that we no. may or may not love play the game but yeah, but, yeah, for real. you know we gotta <laughs> play the game and i, I get it like it, it does make things uh you know if you don't do it i feel like you're fighting with one hand behind your back. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like a necessary evil, but yeah, um, it's the way it is, 2023. No, you got to do goes. it, man. It's the yeah.
0: content. I was, all this morning, I was mixing a bunch of stuff for, uh, to. I was, I was having to mix a live show, get it the best I, I could sounding, just for Instagram reels. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I've been there before. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, do a whole yeah. video just for, you know, a reel that yeah, you're yeah, like, I'm spending a lot of time on this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's just one post. And that's why, like, Oh man, I'm like I, oh, well, I. I'll cut that up into a fever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I, i like I feel like as a band that is kind of just like starting to, you know, try to make our a name for ourselves in the scene. I personally like see other bigger bands that are touring, and it's easy to get like caught up in like the well they when they're on tour they have like these epic like recap videos and like then it's like you're like well I want to do that and then you like hit up a videographer and it's like a few hundred bucks and you're like yeah, well yeah. you know we could do that blah 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 is it in the budget and then at the end but at the end of the day it's like those big bands they have way more budget than you yeah. have so yeah. trying to play that game it oh, ends impossible. up yeah it's like you're kind of just like it's spending a lot of money when not as many eyes are on you yet and yeah. so is it really worth the investment to do that when you're still kind of just getting started i know kind of it's thing. tough
0: and then you end up trying to do it all yourself and you end up getting completely overloaded exactly is, you know it's really yeah. it can be really tough yeah like, totally do that, you guys yeah.
1: do you guys do all your own social media or do you have somebody to do it for you yeah I,
0: I do my
2: I, I run the band's social media and so um it ends up just being easier to like do like Solo videos, just so I don't have to coordinate. Well, like, we'll try to do like a video where we maybe do a cover song or, or something like that. But yeah. it's just so much easier for me to like set up my phone on a little tripod and do like a lip syncing video, especially sure. like when I'm trying to promote a new single. Those are the easiest to do. I don't have to coordinate with as many people. But yeah, we and do honest, it all ourselves. Honestly, and... people like those yeah. too.
0: For some reason, TikTok loves one person. Yeah. Is, yeah,
2: you know what I mean. That is true. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's like I feel like when there's just one subject to focus on, especially new people that don't know you yet, like. Yeah. If they're like if a full band comes on unless they're all playing like separate instruments and it's like within the context of this is a band like it might kind of if it's just a group of guys just standing there and like i don't know i could picture you might be like who are these guys like who's the singer who's who's the like there's no context to what these people are doing on your feed so sometimes it's easier to just have a microphone you're the singer just sing to the camera and you know people will people will get it if if they like the song then bonus and you know then it may, might follow you after. There's that.
0: There's a local kid called Brayton Russell who who does a great job of his TikTok. He's he's a a musician and um it, he's really starting to do quite well. He's he's got all of his ducks in a row and his and his um social media is is excellent and he does a lot of those TikTok videos and it's just you know his head and a microphone and yeah. you yeah. know he spends a lot of time making sure he looks like you know good in it and everything yeah, and for sure yeah like that he gets tons and tons of he down it. south he does
1: he does a lot of that stuff he yeah. goes to shows and then he does he does a ton a ton of like TikTok and reels and yeah um you know stories and all that stuff and same thing he just they're just him they're yeah. just him and and he's got Thousands of views on every one of the things that he posts. It's crazy. Yeah. It's I crazy. wonder how that yeah.
0: translates into people going to shows. I don't know. You know, I don't know. it's he's difficult. Get, to he's know. getting
1: ready to do his first out-of-state show, so maybe it translates well. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I think I, I, like when it comes to your social media, like, are you, are you doing the TikTok stuff?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm at this weird age where I feel like mm-hmm. I'm like not young enough to be like fully invested into the TikTok <laughs> thing because yeah, I was yeah. like a, you know. Myspace kid and then that transitioned into high school. It was like the new thing was Facebook I, I and really do, yeah. Instagram was like and so I feel like Instagram at the beginning of lot 49 was like That was where we grew the most and yeah. so like now I feel like oh, I don't want to start over on this new platform It's hard, you know to get the visibility and the algorithms are changing But now we have a TikTok, tock and I, I try to like do as much as I can there But I feel like Instagram has always been my main focus But right I, I'm going to start using TikTok as, like, the, you know, um, I feel like Instagram tends to be a little bit more curated, whereas yeah. TikTok is, like, I see people post, like, seven times a day. And, you know, it's just kind of like, what what is it, like, throwing paint at the wall, yeah. like, seeing what sticks and, like, this is kind of how it is. And sometimes you just need to post, like, five, you know, bad videos and then yeah. maybe one, one of the videos will, you know, kind of take off. Yeah, yeah we, and
0: you go on people's things. If you see a video that that you like or whatever, you go on their thing and there'll be like one video that has like twenty million views and then there'll be like a couple that have like sixty nine or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know? I know. Really weird. Like
2: all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. You know, yeah. and that's that's the hard part. It's like I've had videos where I was doing the same exact formula. I was doing a lip sync thing and, you know, Unfortunately, I've never gone viral. that would be nice, but um, <laughs> like the videos that do you know I've had videos that for some reason do like double the numbers that the last video did, and I was like, yeah. same song, same format, you know what is it about this video is like just caught it at the right time yeah, yeah. yeah. so it is it's hard to we, uh,
1: yeah. all those algorithms and stuff are just crazy, stupid and hard to understand, but like we have we have a social media person that does both um five six one music social media as well as our killbilly social nice. media. And um, I mean, you know, case in point, I I went to a Five Six One Music uh, sanctioned show last night, a little thing, a little original showcase thing that we put together for last night, and um, and so I I did a couple of uh, live uh, mm-hmm. live things, and when you do live on Instagram, it converts it to a reel and stuff, mm-hmm. and so that it posts it as a reel, yeah. I, you know what do I know about that stuff? So yeah. I, I did like four, <laughs> maybe five or something in a yeah. matter of like two hours. Oh, gotcha. And our social media person immediately you know messaged me this morning. She's like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Hey, could you not post like you know five times in one night? It screws up our algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like, but I
2: don't know these yeah. things, you know. And it's such like a touchy thing. It's like they tell you like, oh, don't don't do this or don't like. Apparently I didn't know this but apparently like if you post something and you let's say you have a typo or like there's a there's an error in the video like don't delete it that is bad for the algorithm for some reason you're supposed to archive the the post for some reason Instagram really? doesn't like when you delete the post so oh. it's like weird little things like that that they don't tell you it's like <laughs> you're trying to play a game that you don't know the rules and yeah. they punish you if you break the rules right. I wonder
0: what the thinking behind they don't like if you delete it is maybe because there's some kind of statistic that says People who delete videos are putting up stuff that shouldn't be up there.
2: I mean, that's, that was knows? my thought was, like, maybe people that are delete videos are more likely to post a bunch of stuff that maybe people feel is, like, spammy or yeah. something. And then, like, it's just, like, a, it flags the whatever. But it's, it's
1: content related, too, though. I mean, you got to – you can't argue with the fact that if you post you know like hey Lot 49 is playing and, uh, and Crazy Uncle Mike's mm-hmm. tonight come out that you'll get five people liking the post but mm-hmm. then you post a picture of your dog and 10,000 people like it you right, know? Like, right, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just the way which it is which is why
0: you guys are smart putting a dog on the post yeah, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, both Joey and I have Golden Retrievers so you know I think we'd be stupid not to use that as some sort of marketing right? uh, opportunity yeah, exactly well, cute. <laughs> yeah Yeah. Right. that, that
0: scar band that I was talking to you about um, that I'm kind of doing now is called Nina's Gar Party and is the name of my dog. <laughs> oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. I know. I love
2: that. Dogs are, you know, they're good marketing tools if you if you you got to take care of them. They don't really they give you love back, but they're, you know, they're rent-free and all that stuff. Right. It's like at least I could use you for a little bit of marketing purposes. <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. So,
0: yeah. So tell us a little bit about um your production techniques. What what are you using and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I uh learned on Ableton, so that's like the DAW that I use and um, I my buddy who um uh like was a music producer you know he kind of just did it from his his uh apartment and you know he just was like yo you play music like you're a drummer you're a guitar player like you know why don't you just like record some stuff and I was like I don't know like you know it seems like a lot I want to want to learn all that stuff and he was like I have a cracked version of Ableton. I'll just download it on your computer, like, and I'll teach you the basics. Come over. I'll teach you, like, you know, I knew basic stuff. I knew like yeah. how to record an instrument, sure. but it was like, you know, figuring out how to automations like, yeah, like, yeah, automations and like shortcuts to like splice a, you know, an audio clip, like little things like that. But he taught me the basics, and then I kind of just was like, all right, let me try to like record something and sing something. And I had a, you know, just like an SM57 or 58 or whatever, and my Strat and just kind of made a beat, and I tried to do, like, a couple covers at first, because I knew I wanted to write. I was like, I I do feel like I have a knack for writing, um, but I just don't know how to get it out there and I don't have the money to go pay for studio time and so what am I gonna do? And so I tried to do a couple covers and I was like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. Like maybe I could write my own song now. And uh yeah, I I haven't listened back to the first (laughs) recordings in a while. I'm sure I'd be mortified. But um (laughs) Yeah. So my my DOV choice is Ableton and um I do all the recording and like the actual like um arrangement and all that stuff myself like lyric writing and everything and um I will have the band sometimes like come and like uh Carlos the guitar player like I can play guitar and I could doodle around a little bit but I wouldn't consider myself a lead guitar player I'm not a shredder right. like I you know I skank and you know maybe sure. can do a few few little runs but I'm not a good guitar player by standards of guitar players so I bring him in I'm like can you do this solo for me I, I you know I yeah. took a shot at it It just not it sounds dinky and just like not not popping but uh so yeah I'll bring the guys in um on some songs but uh yeah for the most part I do it all myself and then ship off the stems and get it mixed and mastered I tr- I mixed and mastered our first album uh, which is called deja vu right and it w- i learned a lot but it was something where i was like the time that it takes me personally yeah, yeah, to yeah. make it sound how i want it to sound like i was able to get it to a point where even still to this day i'm like it's it's not as good as our new stuff but it has a good quality to it I'm, yeah. I, it doesn't sound to me it doesn't sound like amateur but it took me so long to get each song that way that i was yeah. like I'd rather just pay the money to have someone yeah. else do it and then have it sound like, you know, a next level up. Because now yeah. I feel like I go to someone who's, in my opinion, I've worked with some mixing engineers and I just can't find anybody that does as well as he does. So Really? Um, yeah. So I'm like, I don't want anyone else to touch it. You touch it. He, I, you know, give him something. And he gives me something back that I'm like, I didn't even know you could Make it better. Like, right, I, I thought right. you were just going to kind of clean things up, but, like, yeah, he really yeah. does just bring the track to the next level and and squeezes out every ounce of, like, stuff that I – he puts in some things that I'm, like – or, like, little sound effects or, like, little layers within the the song that just kind of, like, glue the track together. Yeah. And I don't know. He, just, he He takes some good liberties, which I love because I'm, like – I'm only one person and yeah, yeah. he hears some stuff that he's like, what if there was an added harmony in here? What if there was, you know, he'll give it back to me and be like, if you don't like it, I could take it out. But I'm like, no, please keep it in. Yeah, so he, he kind of goes a level beyond mixing. He kind of adds some production elements.
3: Too, yeah. which is I cool.
0: respect that because these things take a village and I, and people who, who, who don't see that are missing out on an opportunity to make stuff better. You know, I, th- I think that what, you know, collaboration is really key with making music. And, uh, 9 times out of 10 makes it better. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. That I feel like was the turning point for like The Sound of Lot 49 was finding a good legitimate mixing and mastering engineer that just yeah. like he that's his job. Like he he is a full time mixing and mastering engineer, and um, so now I I can't go back, and I can't. Go, I've tried to like go to other people just to kind of see like oh well, well you know I meet someone new like what do they do, and I just you know feel like sometimes I'll get the track back and I'm like it sounds good, but I would for the badge of honor of doing it myself i would rather just do it myself because i don't think it's like you know levels above what i could do it's kind of like on par with what i might be able to do and even if it's a little bit better i'd rather just take the badge of honor of like i did the whole thing myself but this guy just like blows my mixes out of the water so i'm Uh, like you take it from here that's the
1: thing man you find somebody like that that uh that you know that makes makes the tracks better yeah and, and can give you what you want
0: every time you know like just consistently, yeah. I mean, that's worth its totally. way to gold. Totally, totally. I'm working on this um, song for, have you ever heard of the Eurovision Song Contest? I have not, no. It is this thing, right? This European um, competition, which is just absurd. It's every country <laughs> enters a song every year, and then everyone in every country votes on, on the songs to see who's going to win it. And the songs are almost always preposterous, like ridiculous. Um, every now and again, you get a good one, and usually if there's one good one in there it wins because most right. of them aren't and um so a girl that i know ali um wanted to write one for ireland um she's irish and I, i've got enough irish where i could probably <laughs> yeah. go under the radar with it and um and uh so so we wrote this eurovision song contest song and it and it has this kind of like it's a bit dancey and a bit poppy and i'm wondering whether I shouldn't. Give this guy a call and see if I can pay him some money to have a look at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It's
2: like, like I said, he's—I—I I just can't let anyone else touch my songs anymore. I've tried, yeah, um, and it's just like I, I've never found anyone that's able to deliver like that good of a level that you know That's i don't awesome. know that and it's might be personal taste too like maybe he his sound works with my ears and i just right, really yeah, like that yeah. sound but uh man i anytime someone like is asking me about our songs and they're like oh like do you do it yourself do you find it? do you have someone i'm like Go to this guy. Like at least, yes, yeah. at least hit him up and like see like if it would work for your vibe. So and he's very versatile. He does a lot of like I think what works for me is like we have a lot of like hip hop R and B sound and he does really well with that. But he also has like a, a like a kind of like a grunge indie rock background too. So like he's produced songs that are completely different than mine. So yeah. I, I think he can probably run the gamut of genres. But I've only gone to him for my stuff. And so I just tell people he could probably do what you need to do. I've never used him for like you know straight up reggae but like I'm sure he could do just as sure. good of a job um, that's so, really yeah. interesting I'm yeah. gonna
0: ask you who that guy is up yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll, send you, I'll send you his info yeah, his name wicked. is Justin shout out Justin yeah, uh, yeah he's a man
0: nice one um, I think at this point um, seeing as we've been talking so much about your music we should have a listen to some of it does it yeah. sound good? sounds good to me alright cool
3: Back going all out Acting like you in the mood for a show Tell me if you're game or you got doubt Working overtime for the door. Ah, ah, ah. We spend it on so
0: Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music. We are a local music podcast that is completely designed to promote and um, shed light on local music. And if you would like to be a part of that, we're looking for sponsors. So um, you could have your ads in the episode and in all the show notes and we will read you bespoke ads or you can Write your own ads yourselves, um, if you want to find us, you can find us at five six one music podcast on the socials or www561 five six one music dot com we 'd love it if you got in touch. thanks a lot. We are also sponsored by oasis root now Oasis root Carver bar is in Sea grape Square on Indian town Road, and it is a carver bar if you don 't know anything about carver it 's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water and it's been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all, Take a, a shell of carver and chink them together, and say bula, and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It's uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh Yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Route Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band Unemployed Youth accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age you know six or seven years old all the way up to 80 you know there's no age limit here um we've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults but really the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands um we are also a studio a live stream venue and can, we can record audio or video the killbillies live album warts and all was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums, we can help you with your EPK and we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. Okay, that was great. Um, and uh, we just listened to some ads from LMC, which is where we're sitting right now, Live Music Community. And it is a school, and we teach people how to be better musicians. So I wondered if you had any advice for young, for young or just starting out musicians. Yeah, I think it's a good question. I mean, I'm
2: still learning uh, a lot of stuff, so... I don't know if I'm, like, the best person to give advice, but I feel like if there, if I were to, like, tell my younger self something or someone like my younger self that's just starting out, I would definitely say, especially this day and age, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to uh, tailor your sound or your music to the algorithm, whether it be the TikTok algorithm or Spotify algorithm and this, like, thirst for going viral. Um, but I don't know. For myself, I feel like it's just always been... It feels more authentic to just be true to myself and not play too much into that game. We all got to play the game. But I I, I think there's like this narrative going on of like, do I make songs that are more likely to go viral because they have this certain line or, you know, I I think musicians now kind of make music to the algorithm. And I that might be good for going viral and, you know, blowing up. But is that I feel like authenticity is always going to be more, uh, you know that's a long play. And I would rather do the long play versus like blow up and then you're no one knows who you are, you know, a year later. So I think being authentic is like the best advice that I could have to anybody is just be yourself and don't play the game, uh, you know, and risk your music by playing the game.
0: Yeah. I think that's great advice. And um, it harks back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier with, um, you know, the definition of success in my eyes, at least being the journey. And, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be selling yourself short on a daily basis and doing something you don't even like because that right. that's your journey then right you know? like,
2: yeah i've always thought it was interesting that people uh i mean I, everyone has their own journey but i've heard musicians sometimes say that like the genre that they are currently playing and maybe they've gotten famous for isn't necessarily their favorite genre or they some. I've heard it, even some musicians say they don't even like the genre that they play. That just happened to be, you know, what they were doing at the time. It caught on. Um, I, again, everyone has their own journey. But for me, like, I don't—I could never—even though I, though I like other genres, I could never—I don't think I could ever see myself as, like, a, you know, not a reggae artist. Because I love reggae music so much that I'm like, I've, I'd rather go down try and trying no, in, in, in reggae versus, like— if someone were to tell me you could you could be famous and you know if you just changed like to be this like bubblegum pop sound i just i don't know if i'd feel like myself doing that so well, the,
0: i mean the the good news is that reggae is experiencing some kind of renaissance at the moment anyway so yeah you probably yeah. don't have to <laughs> for sure
2: yeah, yeah totally so yeah i, I think um i I've, will I've always play the music that at least at the time uh is like my favorite genre it's like not fun to you know i'm not gonna say not fun it's always fun to play music but you know maybe it's a little bit more fun to play the style that you you love and you yeah. would listen to on a daily basis so um
3: yeah
0: i think it's funny you know i'm at this point musically where because i teach it all day and um and then i play at night mm-hmm. most nights i don't know if i have a favorite genre anymore I've, i'm just kind of like all over the place with it and and not in a bad way. You know, I definitely have things I listen to more than others. Mm-hmm. But now it's ca- kind of... It all just sounds like music to me at this point. Yeah, You know, I'm just sort of over it in a, in a way. I've just been doing it for so long and listened to so much music over these years that now it's just... I don't know. I don't, it's it's not that I don't hear the difference between it, but I, I don't even... I don't know. I think I'm o- I'm over register. like tribal element of it. Yeah, know?
2: and I think there's... Uh, as we, you know move our way into the future, I think. Lines continue to get more and more blurred. And who knows, maybe in 20 years, 30 years, like, it will be really hard to even, like... Categorize a band into a genre? Maybe not. Maybe there will always be rock and roll. Maybe there will always be hip hop. And but I don't know. I feel I like what you mean. lines get are getting more and more blended. And you'll hear a band. And my favorite game to play uh, with my wife in the car is like, what genre is this? And yeah, like Because yeah. there is so many like uh, agnostic and genres and that you are just like, what is this? So, like, it has elements of this, but then it's also this. So I don't know. It's it's kind of fun, and that's why yeah, I like yeah. you know I identify with that with my band. It's like yeah, we have elements of a lot of different things, but like. Um, I don't know, when you say reggae or when you say pop or when you say R&B, it has these specific connotations. So when someone asks me what genre we are, it's like I, I can't give you like a one-word answer, you know, that's it's
0: us. like... Yeah, yeah so, it's a couple, you know, it's yeah, it's like reggae. It, I guess it's like reggae, R&B or re, yeah, yeah. reggae. It's a. I wouldn't put rock in there, really. Yeah, that's it's the like thing. like reggae, it's, pop, R&B. Yeah. yeah, reggae,
2: pop, R&B are like the three, like, key buzzwords that I usually use to describe to people. But um, yeah, I think as we continue on i think uh you know not only us but other other bands are gonna just continue to blend things and and you know um yeah. that's you know what else can you do to be unique you know unless you're gonna try to create your own genre which- yeah i feel
0: like you either you either you do one of two things you either kind of go for something that's new and original which is very difficult mm-hmm. because there's so much music out there or or you kind of do just a spectacular job of being right on the nose of yes. the genre you know yeah what I mean? <laughs> there's some bands
2: that i can uh i like i don't know there's there's some bands I there's one rock band i'm not a huge like into like modern rock music but like i've um if i remember their name i'll, I'll let you know but there's a, this specific band i'm thinking of and they have like this kind of old school vibe to like their style and their clothing and the it just Greta is, van fleet. it's uh yes yeah, Greta yeah. Van, van fleet and like they just they do like the classic rock sound like yeah. just on the nose they're not really trying to like if you were to listen to them I feel like you could definitely mistake them for a different era yeah like Led Zeppelin yeah. Led Zeppelin yeah, yeah. yeah. and so it, it is like you know Yeah, it's, good though it, right. yeah. yeah so there are bands that will do like the thing that's been done a thousand times and they just hit it right on the nose and they're just killer musicians so like it works Um. and yeah but it's also fun you know to, to experiment around and uh, try
0: try new things too so absolutely yeah, seen, man Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about what um, the song you played was about?
2: Yeah. So um, Set It On Fire, that was uh, essentially a song that I wrote during COVID. And um, it was kind of like this, like, get out of the house anthem, if you will. Like, we were all trapped inside. And the song is kind of about, like, you know, getting out into this like I'm from San Francisco like going out into the city like bar hopping like kind of just letting loose setting the town on fire if you will yeah. and just kind of like you know having been cooped up and just like kind of wanting to have throw a big party and uh, it's funny because the song happened and got produced and stuff and then when we went to do the music video it was kind of still COVID time and we didn't really know like what to do but like I just was like, let's throw a party at the house and just hire a video crew and, like, come film it. We're playing anyway, beer pong in the backyard and, you know, barbecuing. It was like this kind of summer, like, I live by the beach, so it's like this summer beach barbecue kind of vibe. Um, so it kind of was like a perfect uh, representation of what the song was about, too. It was just like throw a party, have people over, like, come on over to the house. Like, we'll have beers and we'll, you know, drink and we'll skate down to the liquor store, you know, it was just kind of that vibe of, like, getting out of the house and, and uh, like, nice. yeah, post-COVID anthem.
3: Yeah. yeah
0: hell yeah man yeah i've got a song called more fire that i wrote with a um a band i was in called no name scar band and it's it's the same the same theme and we did a very similar video too we got everyone into um like our warehouse practice space and have a big nice. party and yeah filmed it yeah, there, yeah.
2: Like, you can't go wrong filming a music video if you just have a big party you know yeah. like that's uh it's a n- not a bad idea for anybody looking for a music video concept just throw a big party i'm sure there'll yeah. be some good footage that comes from An- that
0: the, the, one of the good things about it is that everyone who was at the party is going to tell all their friends who were in a video. Is that all? Yeah, you know?
2: yeah no, it's, it does It it's, does work as a cool marketing tool. For
0: yeah, sure. it's like the video version of hiring a ska band because if you hire a ska band to come play at a venue, there's eight thousand of them and they're all going to bring their <laughs> friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I
2: think that's why ska concerts are always so fun. because there's so many members and yeah. every member is going to bring people and they're, they're packed. So it's yeah, like yeah, exactly. you know, if you have a two piece band and you 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 know, it's like if
1: every member of the ska band brought just their significant other, you'd pack the house. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly.
0: Two hundred members of the band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. totally, man. Those are the days. Maybe good days actually. Yeah. Um and maybe I'll have those days again. I'm doing this new project thing. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um all right. So uh what have you got coming up? What's 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 happening yeah. in the world of lot forty nine?
2: Yeah, so uh we're on tour now. Um, um as you mentioned I already did the California side of things. Uh, it is the, what, the 27th um, yeah. today. So tonight we're playing at Crazy Uncle Mike's. Um, and then, yeah, let me get the, the list here. <laughs> uh, playing at Crazy Uncle Mike's tonight. And then tomorrow we're at West End Trading Company in Sanford. Um, we're just going five days straight. So the day after that, Grand Central Brew House in St. Petersburg. Uh, Saturday is Terra Fermata in Stewart. And then Sunday we wrap things up um, at Crown Plaza in Melbourne. Uh, nice. So, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, we're hitting the road this kind of this is our first tour so in california that was like our first time not doing just like a little weekend like we've done we've done shows where we're like back to back and you know but we all just kind of take our own cars. just local enough we could call meet up at the venue play the show go home sleep in our own beds, and then maybe meet up the next night so this is like kind of the first time we're doing like a travel thing we did we did do dry diggings last year in california a little reggae music festival where we got a little airbnb but this is kind of like our first true test of like being out on the road yeah making sure we get along with each other and you know
0: um, that is the test it's not like how well did the <laughs> that tour go the there, there. it's can you spend time with each other oh yeah
2: i mean i've i've been in bands before where it's like you're like thinking forward you're like if we go on tour do i want to share a room with this person i don't know yeah so um no yeah it's cool to to have a group of guys that you know i'm i get along with we joke around we're all you know funny and silly with each other and yeah. you know we got you know I, I think we got a good vibe going. So, yeah. So to answer your question, tour, um, got uh, some new music in the pipeline. And, um, yeah, I think it's kind of going to be a, a winter of, like, new music coming out uh, for, for us. Yeah. And then back to probably writing uh, early next year, hopefully do another project maybe maybe next summer. Could be a good good time. So, yeah. yeah TBD. I, I, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. Like yeah, With releases, yeah. I'm just like... Who knows? I bet
0: when you get sorry, go on. I was
1: just gonna say you just released something, didn't you?
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah. So with a you know awesome Florida artist Sierra Lane, as we as we mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, did a song called Malibu, um, and yeah, just it's honestly to date it's probably my favorite song that the the band has released, and um, yeah, cool vibes. It got that total like crossover of like modern pop hip hop r&b you know 808 kind of you know heavy bass um mixed over with like the reggae undertones and 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 everything like that so um yeah shout out sierra um for for doing a verse on that and uh yeah she'll be at the show tonight she's opening the show tonight at crazy uncle mike so then she'll pop up on stage with us to perform you know hopefully we it it feels like we live so far away that this is like our one chance to perform with her but i'm sure you know our paths will cross again but it's I've been looking forward to this show in particular for a long time, just because oh, we had the show in the works, and like I said, I've, I've known her online for a few years now. So to now get to play a show with her, uh, like I'm, I'm just a big Sierra Lane fan. Just like yeah, in she's general, she's a consummate a professional, professional awesome. too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
1: Is she going to play any of the uh, other Florida shows with you guys? Or no?
2: uh, she, unfortunately, we can only we can only get her for this okay. one. She's a busy lady, you oh, know. Yes, so, yes um she is. Yes, she is. Yeah, we can only get her for this one. So blessed to have that. But um, yeah. Hopefully, either maybe she comes out to California and we can maybe do yeah. a few shows there. I'm, hopefully, we'll be back. I'm sure we will be back yeah. to Florida at some point. So, um, yeah. It's, nice one. Uh, yeah.
0: There's something within that that um, I think is, you know, if anyone's listening and they hadn't thought about it, it's a good idea and a great way to tour is make friends with a band across the country. Mm-hmm. You go there, use their back line, mm-hmm. and then you switch your background and they use your back line. And yep. that, that is an absolutely great way to do it because you don't have to tour your way across the country in a van just completely exhaust yourself you can just go to two you just hit two good areas Mm -hmm. you know and um and then everyone's got nice gear to play on and you don't have to keep changing the gear around or rent gear Uh, yeah
2: i'm so glad we didn't have to rent any gear that sounds like it would be a nightmare but yeah no i I think Especially California and Florida, like two good reggae hubs, I think, um, make for like a perfect combination for the tour to
0: come together. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, actually, thinking about it, it wouldn't do us any harm to find a band in the UK, a reggae band? (laughs) To find a band in the UK that has, that, that plays the stand up. Back. And oh, you know, yeah. some kind of rockabilly band of some kind, yeah. Um, and then we could kind of just switch out like that, you know, yeah. Like, um, I'd never thought about that until right now, but yeah, that we're that doing could...
1: a, a UK tour, uh, nice. in uh, October of next year, but nice. You
2: know, flying a stand-up over is just the over is not going to be. Oh yeah. man, yeah, that sounds like got to put a pain. wings
1: and a motor on it and fly <laughs> the actual stand-up. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Um, so you guys, you guys actually speaking of flying, you guys flew in like right before this interview, basically. Uh, yeah, this so we
2: did get in late last night, so we got okay. we got some uh, some sleep, and then um, yeah. I met up with Sierra this morning. Actually, we did. We're doing a little music video for the song, and then uh, popped over here. So, are you
1: guys, um, did you guys plan for any extra time around here? You're gonna have I, to ski right out again. I'm
2: sure we'll we'll probably you know have a few hours of downtime in between each show. Sure. But but uh, from what I remember, each drive is like at least a couple hours, like yeah. at a minimum like one and a half, two, maximum of like four. I think yeah. so. Depending on load-in times for each venue, we might need to either rush out or we might have a, a few hours. You flying hang right out. back out the day after the last? Yeah, year. we're yeah. flying out on Monday. Uh, I wish we you know would have planned it in a way that we could stay for a couple extra days. But honestly, it was like so hard to find. Like you know, you have a budget and you're like, okay, you know, if if we yeah. go over this budget, we're going to be in the red, and you, you don't want to do that. Start paying out of pocket. So uh, I was just like. I would love to stay in Florida. Joey's band stayed in, in California for a couple of days, but just think like financially it was like yeah. that was going to start to be, you know, That's raise a, yeah. the cost of the tour. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, you know, from what I've seen so far, Florida is awesome, and I would definitely yeah. I would come back here just to you, you know hang out on, on vacation. Yeah, so there's no doubt. Yeah. you guys
0: will be back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And once you get home from this tour, you're going to be your feet will start getting itchy in no time. Yeah. You oh know? yeah, I'm it, sure because you really feel it when you're on the road. You feel like you're doing it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, you're in the trenches. This, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the first day of a tour, I always feel so light. You know, just yeah. like ah, oh, here we go. You know, it's great. It's yeah. Such a nice
2: feeling. For me, I, a, I feel like at least in California, I was like. So probably because it's the first time and you, are like, don't know what to expect, how exhausting is it going to be, all that stuff. I was very, like, you know, I was a little anxious to get it started because I was yeah. like, we have five shows in a row. We've never played five straight days. Like, is my voice going to be okay, all this stuff? So I feel like I hit the stride, like, kind of in the middle tail end where I was right. like, oh, now it feels like, you know— I have a lot more energy than I thought I was going to have. And, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I'm sad it's coming to an end on, you know, in two days or, you know, whatever. So, uh, but this time I was definitely more energized at the beginning. Um,
0: I know what you mean about having a bit of anxiety around it, though, because, um, you know, but mine starts like way before. Like, Mm. I'm anxious about the tour now. By the Mm. time we get to it, I'll have all my ducks in a row. I'll be all right. Oh, interesting. (laughs) See, I'm I'm like so like oh, yeah, that sounds awesome, it'll
2: be it'll be chill, it'll be all good. And then when it's, like, the day before, I'm, like, running through all the planning in my head. I'm, like, yeah. okay, we got to get there at this time. And, like, especially flying here, I, we, like, checked all our gear. And, like, we have, like, a decent amount of gear that's, like, I'm, like, Is I it going to make it? Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to yeah. even – I mean, I've had my luggage just, like, straight up, like, it doesn't arrive to the place. Dude, it
0: happened to our friend Rocky just a couple of weeks ago. He, he flew um, – back from England they were on tour in England and um, his like head rush thing you know oh, a yeah. t- couple of thousand bucks worth of amazing pedal yeah and um, and his bass but just go. oh god that would yeah, be yeah. yeah nightmare so that was my first
2: concern was like please just let the gear be there which that was yeah. number one and then I guess tonight will be the really the true test for sound check like when I plug it in, does it still turn on? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess anything can happen. But it, it looked it looked fine. Uh, although I did bubble wrap it, like one of my big like ca- uh, like rack cases, right. and then the bubble wrap was mysteriously missing. And I was like, "Is that because it got just like shredded off, or did they, they take, take it, for, it off? They, they and take it off, and yeah. look for stuff." Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but flying with all the gear was was fine. But yeah, there was definitely like a little bit of anxiety the morning before of like, shoot, like we're bring a lot of expensive gear and i hope that it survives and you know and if, if it doesn't survive like what well, how are we going to adjust and because you know we we run like click track and backing track with yeah. our with our stuff and so we're so used to playing it like that so um but yeah it'll be fine either way i think you know, we'll roll with the punches even I think, if the I gear think
1: joey will joey will have your backs man yeah he, yeah they, they have they have a lot of good gear yeah and stuff, so you, sure. you should be fine awesome yeah awesome. exactly
0: awesome. yeah yeah you can be on tour with a better band in terms yeah. of that, yeah. And and, awesome. and Joe
1: and Joey's connected to the whole music scene here. So if something did happen, he, and you he practically
0: works at Jupiter Music. Yeah, he yeah, just has to the put the word. Yeah, just
1: I has think to put some the of the band out.
2: members said they work at a music store yeah, yeah, too. Do, yeah, so yeah. yeah, if anything yeah. goes wrong, I guess I'll. Yeah, I'll, they'll uh, put the
1: word out and somebody will come to your rescue. I, love it. I promise I love you that. Awesome. Yeah. That's one thing about and and I'm sure California's the same way. But there's one thing about our music scene here is is. uh you, you get to realize real quick that it's it's a family man. Every, yeah. everybody's got everybody's back. Like, For sure. Yeah, yeah. Do, I mean, you get your occasional you know, yeah. dick, but there's always the bad apple. <laughs> like like yeah. Ben. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But but everybody everybody's got everybody's back all the time. Yeah, man. it's
0: totally. awesome around here. Totally. Yeah, totally. Awesome. And shout out Jeeper Music. If you guys are watching this, then pick up. Um, so um, yeah, on in terms of us, this weekend we have got uh, on the, nothing. Uh, uh, just me has got no me and James have got some stuff so um 3 to 6 on saturday oh, that's right. you James and I are playing the square, square group Grouper, yep. and then on sunday from 4 to 7 i'm playing at guanabanas or guanabanas guanabanas um uh yeah and uh it's With, a it's a strangely light weekend for Kivoli's Games. Yeah. i don't know what happened but
1: yeah and since i'm not playing uh, this weekend then uh, i'm either going to go to disney world or oh or I'm gonna make a rare appearance at your Guanabana's gig and play a song. I really hope you do, dude. <laughs> I really hope you do. And in fact, but now that I've said it and everybody's heard it, now now it has to happen, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll come around your house and say, night. we can, we can. I can show you how to use my stuff if you want. We can do, we can do it properly." But, um, anyways, that I guess that's. Our end of things. And um, just to reiterate, we are going on tour, and the tour starts on the 11th. On the 11th in uh, Athens, Georgia. Yeah, we're playing at the Rabbit Hole. Mm -hmm. And then on the 12th, we're playing... Birmingham. uh, In Birmingham at the place called The Nick. Mm -hmm. And then on the 13th, we're at the Third Door in Marietta, Marietta, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. And then... The fourteenth, we are at
1: Chalktoberfest. That's in, right in Marietta, Georgia, as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's um. We're, so we're we're playing it, and we're also helping you paint. helping help me
1: chalk and uh, paint a, a drawing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that'll be fun. And then I think the next get, when are we doing T- the, T- Knoxville?
1: T- well, Tuesday is Knoxville. We're on WDVX. Uh, yeah, Blue Plate WD... Special. WDVX. Yeah, I think uh, Blue Plate Special Radio Show.
0: Yeah, and then I think it's. Thursday, isn't it? Then the next yep. one's the Burger Bar in North Carolina Asheville. on the ninth. No- yeah, yeah, in Asheville, North Carolina on the, the 19th. 19th. And then on the 20th, we got um, Fade Nectar Yep. In where's that? Lake Lake View, North Lake Carolina. Lua, okay.
1: Lake View, North Carolina. And gotcha. then from there, uh, Saturday the twenty first, we're going to uh, Fly's Tie in yeah. uh, Atlantic Beach slash Jacksonville,
3: Yeah, and call.
0: we've played the Fly's Tie before and it's really cool. It's, it's like really a, fun. one of those just awesome dive bars. It's just great to watch a gig at. Yeah. Like so um if anyone's up that way and um, has heard of our band, you should definitely come and see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well um, Listen, Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything thanks else you want to me. get out there before we... You know, I just want to
2: give a quick shout-out to our sponsors that made the tour possible. Absolutely. Um, out of San Diego, both uh, Muffin But Good Vibes, Craig, uh, veteran-owned business, and uh, started making some muffins, and they're bomb muffins, by the way. That's what that but, is, because um, I keep seeing some Joey. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but then uh, Joey made the theme song for the... So I. I Craig will probably correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was started as just like him making muffins, and then it transitioned now into like a full on. It's kind of like the West Coast Sugar Shack. It's like they do an acoustic sessions thing. Um, we made an appearance on it last year, um, and Joey oh, wow. just did his session when we were over in California. Had a lot of great artists on on it already. I mean, like Cat Hall from San Diego. Um, oh man, I feel like. There's so many, the Resonators were the first one. They're also, there's a lot, of the, a lot of the West Coast guys just because it's easier to to sure. to get over there. Uh, I think there's been a few East Coasters that have made the the journey over there. But um, yeah, shout out Muffin But Good Vibes and then Babe Kombucha is the other sponsor for the tour. They, uh, yeah, just like we wouldn't have been able to do it without them. So I um, just want to give them a, a quick little shout out. Excellent. That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, so that, that's the tour. And then um, as ever, we're, we're, looking to um, fund our podcasting a little bit better. So if there's anyone out there who wants to help us with that, sponsors or anything like that. Um, I would like to say though, um, by the same token that, you know, we talk about that kind of stuff a lot, but we're not going anywhere you know what i mean like this is we're not going to stop doing this so um it despite the fact that we're always banging on about sponsors it doesn't it doesn't mean we're going to stop doing the podcast (laughs) so so don't worry about that we'll be around for a long time to come yeah um got anything else
1: no uh 561music.com for all of uh all of your 561 music podcast needs um uh, you can sponsor there. You can uh, uh, there's merchandise from uh, um, from the past festivals that you can purchase on there. Um, all the episodes are on there. You can go back through the archive. And there's well over 100 episodes. We've been doing this for two and a half years strong. Like Ben says, we're not going anywhere. So we'll be doing this for at least another two and a half years strong. You know, if not longer. Um, we're uh, we're starting to uh, vet out all the details for the uh, 561 Music Festival, which will be in April again um, this coming year. So uh, that'll be our third one. And, uh, yeah, all the socials is uh, 561, at, yeah. f- at 561 music FL. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All cool. right. Yeah, nice man. one. All right, man. Well, see you later. Nice to nice yeah. to hang out with yeah, you, Thank you for having nice me nice on. Appreciate You're a charming it. fella. Yeah. Thank and, you very much. Uh, yeah, see you Good later. Good luck with the tour, Peace man. Out.
3: Appreciate it. Yeah.